2: so happy to bring you today's program, which I'm really, I'm flabbergasted. One of our, uh, really a huge guest we have on the show today, a real power broker in the cannabis industry. He's the CEO of, yes, one of the largest multi-state operators in the U.S. of A. I have the CEO of Harvard Health and Recreation. Please, won't you welcome Steve White. Steve, thanks
1: for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
2: My pleasure. I can't. Really, I was surprised that we had the opportunity to do this, but uh, you know, I'm glad this got put together. Harvest Health and Recreation. So the story that really stood out, that really has caught my attention so many different times we've referenced it on this program, is how your company closed in on a definitive agreement to buy Verona Holdings for $850 million in an all-stock deal, making it the largest cannabis deal in the U.S. to date. The company would be the country's largest multi-state operator, MSO, presiding over as many as 200 facilities in 16 states. And about the announcement, you said this, quote, the acquisition provides us with the combined skills, the capacity to bring the promise of cannabis's future value to the masses. Steve, talk to me about the magnitude of this deal. And is this a sign of deals to come in the USA, like the billion dollar mergers that we have seen in Canadian cannabis uh, in their market uh, last year in 2018?
1: Um, So I'll take the second question first. Absolutely. Um, You're seeing You're. this is the beginning of a wave of consolidation uh, that a number of people will be participating in. Um, And it's only natural, right? We have a fairly fragmented, extremely fragmented market. You have a number of players out there. You have people who are, um, it's actually even worse in cannabis because if you think about trying to develop a business, the things that people typically do in a business, they have an idea, they go and they get a small business loan, or they go get money from other people, they, they launch their business, and then they, you know, at different points in time, will go access additional capital. Since we're federally illegal, it makes it really hard uh, for small businesses to operate. And so unlike other businesses, there's a necessity to consolidate besides the fact that consolidation is just natural when you have a really fragmented market.
2: And to consolidate, you have to be able to branch out to other states and take advantage of what you can have in terms of interstate commerce, especially with this. But I'm hoping the legislation, which there's a lot of different bills being swirled around, a lot of different things that would really benefit slowly but surely this industry and and obviously the pressure. From those seeing how Canada is thriving in some ways, shape, or form, we need to see that happening here in the U.S. Now, now by the end of 2019, Harvest is going to have 70 open retail stores, 13 grow farms, and 13 processing facilities, and a total circuit cultivation expansion plus of 900,000 square feet in Illinois, Nevada, Maryland. That's amazing. Now, you've also mentioned this: that quote, the talent we've assembled was significant, relevant. A real-world experience provides Harvest a deep bench from which to scale responsibly and to ensure we meet the expectations of seamless, value-creating integration. We've engaged one of the leading global management consulting firms in the world to assist us. Talk to me about balancing and managing expectations and growth without losing the focus of your core vision.
1: Yeah, I mean, fortunately with Verano, we don't run that danger. But generally speaking, if you're growing at the pace that we're growing, it is very difficult to maintain the culture that you're hoping to maintain and protect with your existing company. But with Verano, one of the, the many reasons why that, uh, that acquisition was really attractive to us is the people are like us uh, and they value some of the same things. What a lot of people don't know is Verano, Verano was a multi-state operator, one of the biggest in the country. And they were profitable, Um, so they were really good at organically winning licenses. They were really good at creating businesses that made money, Um, and they were, you know, as a result, it's very clear they were very good at pleasing customers. Um, And so, the 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 thing that struck us when we first met with them last summer was they were one like us, and two we liked them and wanted to be around them. So they were additive rather than um, creating the danger of starting to lose some of, your, some of the, the culture that you've created.
2: And I know there's a lot of great leadership that was also brought on board to do this now. Um, so are there any particular obstacles you've noticed, I guess, in just the size and growth? I mean, I mean, have you gotten a vision as to how many years down the line, what kind of model do you think this Harvest Health will be once legalization is in play, hopefully in the next three to five years?
1: Yeah. So it is really interesting to me. People ask me about, you know, what the crystal ball tells me and, and all I have to do is look backwards to tell you to be totally honest. I don't know. I don't have much of a clue. There's some really basic principles that we follow, but one of the things that's been really great about harvest and one of the, one of the core tenets of, of our success has been the ability to remain flexible and the ability to be agile when, when laws change or uh, different markets develop in a way that nobody expected, we can shift very quickly, uh, deploy resources in a way that we hadn't planned before, and take advantage of those opportunities. Um, so when I, when I look out three to five years, what I think is going to be true is that we'll, we'll have a lot of conversations about cannabis products and customers demanding certain products that we're all developing right now. Um, what that looks like in however many, how many states that's available, whether or not they can be transported between states, no idea, um, but for us it's important for us to have the infrastructure and the personnel in place to take advantage of whatever legal changes we, we see into the future.
2: And I'll tell you, there is a lot of interest, especially in Canada. I see that uh, even yesterday in Barron's.com, there's uh, analysts within Canada that are looking at the stock price ran off for Harvest Health. And they're looking, some people are trying to say that the stock could nearly double at, 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 in the very near future. Uh, one of the analysts uh, I'll make mention of was saying that the Harvest is not only an aggressive, industry consolidator, but a strong operator as well. And management has one of the most bullish outlooks we've encountered. Um so, how do you take to that kind of uh, praise? I mean, I mean, how do you go ahead and take that upon and stay focused still on the on the main goal?
1: So it's really interesting. Um, we're all a little bit paranoid at Harvest, and right. so when people provide you that level of praise, you now have an um, an obligation uh, to make that analyst look really smart. Yeah. Um, when when the flip is true, uh, and I've got a long list of people who have said. <laughs> you're never going to accomplish this or you're never going to be able to get that done. Um, You know, when they, when, when you hear people say that now it's time to prove them wrong. So either way, when anyone's talking about you, it just ratchet, ratchets up the pressure. Yeah. Um, But you know, we're, we're more than happy to, to tackle it.
2: Yeah. It just tells me you haven't lost that That chip on your shoulder is still there and it's not going away. That's a, that's the, I feel like that's a great attitude to have. So I'm here again with the CEO of, harvest health and recreation steve white here on blunt business i'm really so glad to have him on the program and again uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial break we have more questions for steve but before that i have to tell you about our wonderful sponsor here on blunt business the 2019 united states cannabis conference and expo is returning to miami august 3rd and 4th learn more at uscxpo.com i'm going to take myself off the script here tell you a little bit about some of the sessions you're going to be we're going to be featuring at the event we'll have a we're going to have some great sessions, including how to make your CBD compliant for large-scale distribution. Especially if you cannabis business owners, you want to know about that. Uh, learn more about federal legalization and its effects on the medical cannabis marketplace, banking options, working with distribution companies, learning to invest in cannabis, and so much more. And obviously, we have so much more to and offer. A great expo for great education, lots of tracks, and you can find more and all of that at USCCExpo.com. Make sure to join us August third and fourth. Education, speed, networking, powerful keynotes, a very interactive exhibit space. That's at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami, Florida. Log on to usccexpo.com. Secure your tickets today. Back more with Steve White after this.
3: Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
2: The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th annual cannabis business summit and expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at cannabisbusinesssummit.com. That's cannabisbusinesssummit.com. Educate, empower and engage in the evolution of the
3: cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the US Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us cuz we're back with Blunt Business on cannabisradio.com.
2: We welcome back Steve White, the CEO of Harvest Health and Recreation Inc here on Blunt Business. Now, Steve, I want to really read uh, quickly from a couple of articles. One is a Forbes article that said this, quote, Most of the businesses growing, processing, and selling cannabis across the United States are small, independently held entities. That may change in 2019, which looks like a big year for industry mergers, acquisitions, and expansion. Large companies like those in the food, tobacco, and pharmaceutical industries have mostly stayed on the sidelines, held back by regulatory concerns, but are now expected to enter the market. The cannabis industry still has a mom-and-pop feel, but that could change rapidly, end quote. What do you say about that outlook?
1: That's accurate. Um, We know there is a structure in place that allows, you know, big alcohol, big tobacco, big retailers to come in and take a position in U.S. cannabis. Um, And so with that structure in place and their listing services, so if they're listed on the New York Stock Exchange or on NASDAQ, we know that that, that those those entities will approve certain structures, so the conversations are starting to happen, um, and so I would say that it is a very accurate statement.
2: And the one thing I could tell you is, I actually talked to someone on a for another interview uh, from Ipsos, but we were talking about just in the Canadian market now how. How will alcohol and cannabis interact together? How will they be like-minded on the shelf? Because obviously there's going to be a little bit of collision between, especially with alcohol looking to wake their way into cannabis and cannabis infused beverages, taking the spot of alcohol, like alcoholic beverages. That is an issue that's coming in there. And we've already been reading a lot about different companies, whether it's beverage companies that are making their way into the space, starting to make their own products. We see that's all coming into play and you know, talking about 2019, a big year for industry mergers, well, Harvest and Toronto just proved that point. Now, Motley Fool, they recently stated this, even with the U.S. federal government maintaining a strict Schedule One classification on cannabis, the U.S. market is no pushover and is fully capable of leaving the cannabis Canadian market eating its dust if state-level legalizations continue. So do you think if things actually happen where, either the safe, uh, the safe Banking Act or the States Act or a full-fledged legalization comes across for adult use. What do you think the U.S. market could do to outgrow Canada? Can it do that? Can it accomplish it?
1: So I think it's really important for people to keep in mind one thing. The entire cannabis market is the size of the of California's market. So we don't need additional states to flip, and we don't need federal decriminalization. Um, it is simply true that Canadian companies got ahead of U S companies when it comes to capitalization. So they got out in front, but if anyone thinks that the U S companies, the large U S companies aren't going to, um, you know, ultimately surpass the, the Canadian companies, it means that those Canadian companies were successfully able to get into the United States because if they can't do that, they will get caught and they will get passed. Um, But I I don't even I don't think significant law changes are necessary for that to happen. though.
2: Agreed. And I'll tell you, I'm not sure how you feel, but for my own thing, I just really feel that if the States Act were to play and go into place, if that law does happen, which we already know will allow the states to be able to control their own destiny when it comes to that. I think that's the better place to go, because I don't think the entire country needs necessarily needs uh, to have that kind of access. Plus, we already know that in Canada, I don't know what you've seen because I know there's a, a lot of uh, that you're doing in terms of obviously being in Canada and having uh, yourselves listed on the, on the Canadian Stock Exchange, there's been a lot of look at how there's a lot of import-export in Canada. I said that ad nauseum on this program. Because of the pushback from the Canadian agencies, the governing boards that are handling all this, you're worrying about not being able to get the supply and demand to handle full Legalization across the country because it's so hard to get to the customers. They're going to have to, with all that supply they have, they have to get it somewhere. So with that said, that's where they're going import-export. That doesn't, necessarily, that doesn't necessarily have to happen here, but there's going to be a lot of supply and plenty of demand we've already seen. So I think that's where that point makes a cross. Do you agree?
1: Yeah. So there's a couple of things with the States Act that people don't talk enough about. I think the biggest thing that happens with the states act and it's one of the reasons the Canadian companies got a head start on some of the US companies. It's it's really ironic um that l- large US institutional funds they can't invest in US cannabis but they can in Canadian companies. It's why they trade at such higher multiples than US companies. And so if the states act were to pass that's a catalyst that will cause some of that U S institutional capital to be able to invest in U S cannabis and the valuation gaps close quickly. And when I say valuation gaps, I mean relative to future earnings. Um, and so that, that's going to be a large swing where you see money leave Canada and enter the U S. Um, when you talk about, the um, evolution of the Canadian market, I find it really interesting because we've seen it on the micro level in different states where early on you have a law change and people struggle to create the supply necessary to meet it. And every time you see a number of companies rush to fill the void, right? So you're seeing it in Canada, people are adding capacity. Then all of a sudden they get it right? And they start being able to cultivate and make manufacture products much more efficiently. And now you have an oversupply. And so the Canadian companies have to look outside of Canada to export products. But ultimately, if you think about a marketplace and you think about cannabis generally, it is not very rational to think that the largest producer of cannabis, Um, globally is going to be Canada. Wages are not low. The climate is not perfect for it. Um, Ultimately, Canadian producers are going to really struggle to compete with other places with cheaper labor and with better microclimates. Um, And so long-term, I think for the Canadian companies, it's going to be most important that they, one, dominate the market that they're in and, and are able to operate profitably but then gain uh, market access to some of these other global global opportunities. Uh, and what they'll find is that they'll probably end up growing in some of those other places, not uh, in Canada and exporting it to places like germany and and australia and stuff like
2: that now according to an article by yahoo finance canada became the first major world economy and the second country after uruguay to legalize recreational marijuana last october the legalization seems to be largely priced in at the current level investors interest has been turning towards the united states where the industry is still booming now i do know that that next week as we're recording this, uh, I'm recording on May 24th. Next week, uh, as we're recording, you're going to be at the Cannabis World Commerce and Business Exposition in New York City. And you'll be speaking about cannabis investing today and tomorrow, cutting through the chatter and focusing on basic financials slash growth strategies in a keynote address. Real quickly, uh, I know we're not going to get a chance to hear you. but the, Some of you that are listening are going to a chance to hear you speak. But for those that can't, and we'll catch this after the fact, is there anything you could tell us that is uh, a major point that you're looking to focus on as part of that presentation?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be fairly consistent with, or the theme is gonna be fairly consistent with one I've told many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, cannabis can cause people, there's a psychoactive effect that, that you have from THC, but it shouldn't change your basic investment strategy. And it seems as though for whatever reason um, people look at all sorts of weird metrics um, and evaluate things in a way that doesn't, doesn't comport with general investment principles when they're looking at cannabis investments. So the idea is guys think, take a step back and think about what makes a company valuable. uh, What makes a market a good one? Forget the fact that there's, cannabis sprinkled over it or THC involved. And let's just get really back to basics and understand what some of these investment opportunities really look like. And then you, it also will uh, hopefully have the added benefit when you do that of eliminating some that uh, there's a lot of hype around that don't make any sense.
2: Very well said. I know we're going to have some people from Cannabis Ready representing at the, the event next week but i wish i could go myself and unfortunately i'm strapped to this chair in this studio <laughs> until the duration so what can i say but I, i'm sure it would be a great uh, interesting uh, presentation and even if i were there i'll probably be working you know roving the floor with my microphone talking to everybody so if i had the chance i would love to hear it again i'm here with steve white the ceo of harvest health and recreation here on blunt business and we'll be back with final questions with steve after this
3: rolling into some sponsors. But we'll be right back with more Blunt Business.
2: Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. Garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back
3: with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
2: And we're back with final questions with Steve White, CEO of Harvest Health and Recreation. So, now, as I made mention, as we're recording the show, you will have delivered a keynote address at the CWCBE Expo. About cannabis investing today and tomorrow, cutting through the chatter and focusing on basic financials and growth strategies. And now, one of the things you also make a mention about previewing the address. You mentioned that each state presents its own unique opportunities to companies and investors looking to jump into the cannabis industry. Uh, which newly legalized states do you see ready to make the most growth? So, if you're looking to see any other markets that are that are the ones to look at right now that will have a thriving market once either medical or adult uses uh implemented and it's uh, voted in where do you see the next next states to go ahead and look at and focus on
1: yeah so this is a conversation that we have internally every day um and there are a couple of states that we're really excited about um that have the opportunity to 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 be really profitable states for for companies like harvest um we like uh the some of the conversations that are happening in illinois Uh, We like some of the conversations that we're hearing in Ohio um, and one that we think has never gotten enough respect um, and we think is going to be ultimately one of the best opportunities in U.S. cannabis is Arizona. Um, And there are some unique features in each of these states that make the opportunities different um, and the ability or the inability for legislatures to tinker uh, with some of these laws is a, is is something that we look at and, and we get really excited about because if given the opportunity um, legislatures will tend to screw things up and or uh, over time relax a program in, in some of these instances they can't do that
2: Fascinating and funny when you talk about Illinois I know that well, at least for Blunt Business we're booked way down the line with guests that have been clamoring to come on the program and we're well booked for the next couple of months I know that Uh, Later on this summer here on Blunt Business, you'll be able to go in here and interview where we will get to talk about the Illinois marijuana or cannabis market. We'll get to go ahead and learn what's going on there within the legislation and what's actually happening so we can have that market open for more business, which will be very important. So it was only six years ago, Steve, that Harvest's first dispensary opened. I can't believe it's only that long ago. When you would deal with day-to-day operations yourself, fulfilling orders, performing reception duties, and consulting with patients. Have you taken a breath and looked back at how quickly you've climbed up to the top of the cannabis industry here in the US?
1: No, uh, haven't <laughs> and, the, and we haven't had the opportunity but, yeah. it, but the, for us it's, uh, it's kind of like graduating from kindergarten um, and so we look at it and we say, yeah that, that's a thing that happens, it's a, it's a milestone, it's a marker, um, a landmark but it's, it's not the end of the journey Um, And so for us, we've been really bold about what the goal, the goal is we want to be the most valuable cannabis company in the world. And so we'll take a breath uh, when we get there. Um, But until we get there, uh, there's a lot of little victories that we have the ability to celebrate, but um, there's not a lot of time to pat yourself on the back when there's so many opportunities out there for us to go take advantage of.
2: No. And it's still, this is a time to can continue to build upon and put your footing down, because obviously that's really what's been amazing about the industry right now, especially when I go to shows like the NCIA show or there's the MJ Biz show and things like that, where you see the corporatization. <clears throat> there's the grassroots of the industry as more states have come on board. What do we have now? 33 states that are uh, allowing medical cannabis and 10 that are legalized. And just seeing the growth here and the influx of talent, the influx of companies coming in, the interest of mainstream companies coming in that, This industry will solidify very soon, so it's still very important to continue to go ahead and attack and be very aggressive in all the goals you're trying to reach. So I commend where you've gotten so far, and I know there's still room to grow, believe it or not. It's amazing. So Steve White, CEO of Harvest Health and Recreation, I really do appreciate you taking time to talk to us today. A really great, Wonderful that you were able to make the time for us. Uh, real quickly, if people want to go ahead and continue following the story of harvest and uh, all the things you're doing from products to uh, cultivation to everything that you're doing, uh, please let people, let our listeners uh, get pointed out to where to go, find out more information, how to keep up with what you're doing.
1: Um, you know, people can follow us online. Uh, we have a number of different uh, opportunities there at, um, you know, I guess the best way to do it would be to follow the stock symbol, uh, and then news gets posted related to that. Whatever your service is, whether it's Yahoo, Bloomberg, um, Apple, um, and that's probably the best way to see new information popping up. And it's also a good idea to follow the analysts who cover these uh, these stocks. And we have five that cover us. Uh, they're really good about putting information, and they. They dive very deep into just about everything we do on a daily basis. So that's probably the best place to get information.
2: I'll give a little bit of help on that. So there's the CSE Exchange HARV, the O-T-C-Q-X-H-R-V-S-F. and also uh, you can also follow Harvest on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the same handle, Harvest H O C. And the website is Harvest. INC.com, HarvestINC.com. Steve, thanks again for joining us, and uh, we hope to have you back on very soon.
1: Thank you, sir. I enjoyed it.
2: All the best to you and yours. So that's going to do it for this edition of Blunt Business. Before I go ahead and get out of here, I want to remind you again of the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo for 2019. Coming to Miami, Florida, this August 3rd and 4th, Doctors, join us on Friday, August 2nd, prior to, for physician training and certification to go ahead and take the exam to become a certified medical marijuana physician. Patients, come see a medical doctor for evaluation so you can quickly receive and get your medical marijuana card. Again, great uh, education and exhibiting will be at the show. 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August third and fourth in Miami, Florida. Log on to usccexpo.com. Secure your tickets today. Thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. You can find past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com. Subscribe to the show, please, on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone, you should have it there. Subscribe and also make sure to rate and review us. Give us a big five stars, if you will. You can also find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening.